Welcome back to Rhythms of Grace. My name is Nate. I'm the executive pastor at Grace Church, and I'm here with Sung Kim, who is the lead pastor of Grace Church. And this podcast, Rhythms of Grace, is all about finding God in our daily rhythms and in our sort of inner life um, and how that works its way out into everything else that we do. So in season one, we looked very specifically at uh, daily, weekly, seasonal rhythms. In this season, we're talking about self-knowledge, using the tool of the Enneagram. And if you're not familiar with the Enneagram, I'd say go back and listen to some of the first episodes where Sung does a great job of laying out sort of an overview. Um, and in the, in the midst of that, you might want to take an Enneagram test, honestly. Uh, there's lots of ones available on the internet for free. You can take one. And then when we start working our way through all of the Enneagram numbers, you'll get a sense, uh, a, a deeper understanding of what your number might be. So last episode, we talked about wings. This uh, episode, we're talking about another sort of aspect of the Enneagram, and it's called, you called them lines. 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 Okay, so why don't you give us a a summary of what, uh, how you describe a line? Well, so you almost need to see the Enneagram visual. Okay. Because there's all sorts of shapes. There's circles, there's a triangle, there's this irregularly shaped hexad, which is a six-pointed figure. Not, okay. not a hexagon. I was going to say. Right? Uh, or not a, pentag- not a pentagram. Not a pentagon. <laughs> a, a pentagram, right? This isn't devil worship. And if you think it is, go back to listen to what whatever episode where I got hate. Yeah, Sun gets hate mail. Yeah, it's um, earlier in the season. So these are lines that are already established for each number. Okay. So if you're a certain number, these are the lines that you go to. And again, the... the, the, the the part of the lines really exposes and reveals the potential further richness of this tool. Okay. Last week, we talked about how to access your wings. Which, which are the numbers right next to you, yeah. essentially. If you're a three, your wings are two and four, for yep. example. Yeah. yeah. And so with lines, it, it's, it's more about um, accessing these lines that will help you relieve strain mm. and... Uh, help you identify what it looks like to get out of your comfort zone. Okay. So um, now, depending on the authors that you read, some will call these like lines of integration and disintegration. Okay. Um, I would say the the school that I've been taught and certified in takes a little a broader view. So they would say, uh, based on the uh, on lines that the, there's two from your n- type. It goes to, if you look at the diagram, it, it goes to two different numbers, okay. lines. And they, most authors would say the one line you disintegrate down into. So you become the worst of this number. I see. And then the other number is you, you become the best of that other number. The uh, integrative enneagram says no. Actually, it flows both ways. You can become under stress. You can become the worst of, and, and we'll give examples if this is not making sense. Uh, you can become the worst of the one number and the worst of the other. And and this is where formational practices really come in and help. It is. Um, this is what it looks like for you to practice in a way that you become the best of these numbers because those accessing those 
helps your specific core type become healthier. Okay. So let's let's start. Let's dive into a practical example because I'm even I'm a little confused. <laughs> uh, but w- so just to summarize, these these lines are already predetermined. Yeah. Okay. So if you're talking about lines and you're a two, it's not like your line might be three and seven or your line might be one and nine. It's like right. if you're a two, your lines are something specific yep. that they've already studied. Okay. Yep. And so again, I would say if you're listening to this. Just Google it, bring up the, the um, Enneagram visual, and you'll be able to track a little better when we talk about lines. Okay. So we'll start off with you, Nate. Oh, boy. Uh, like we did last episode, we'll, we'll look at the one and the eight and any other number that we want to look at. But the one, the lines that, that the one goes to is both a seven and a four. Okay. So, okay. so uh, under strain... And stress, sometimes that means ones can become uh, distracted and unfocused like a seven mm-hmm. or deeply um, uh, feeling very deeply disturbed or like lack of equilibrium yeah. like a four. Yeah. I mean, both of those check out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you, I mean, for real. Uh, the other thing that I think about in terms of like um, a, a seven uh in in times of stress, the worst side of a seven, they're, they're tr- it's like pain avoidance, yeah. right? Or discomfort avoidance, and I can absolutely see my tendency to to like numb out, really. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's just like spending too much time on YouTube, which is maybe a reasonable habit, or uh, or maybe an unreasonable habit, like like overeating or or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can I can absolutely see that as unhealthy responses. To, to discomfort right. or stress. Yeah, and with a four, there's a sense of self-pity or nobody sees me, um, which is the four's dark side. I mean, how many times have I mentioned <laughs> the invisible child <laughs> analogy from my youth, right? Like you're right. like reading my mail right now. It's a little terrifying. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so one, this is really helpful to say, if you are in this place, let's recognize that it's stress and strain and you need to get, you want to get out of that place. Yeah, yeah. So at the same time, it'll help point you to practices and rhythms that will help shape you becoming the healthiest one. So let's say for a seven, uh, let's say the line being the seven for the one. Okay. Means that you would begin to integrate fun and work more seamlessly. Yeah. That's that. That's creating spaces that allow yourself to relax instead of seeing everything as broken, needing mm. fixing. Uh, like allow yourself the luxury of just letting go. Yeah, that's what a healthy one accessing the line of a seven looks like. And and it's interesting because it's it's not just like that would come naturally for a seven, but for a one, <laughs> it would take an an enormous amount of sort of focus and discipline. And that's really how it's different, right? Yeah. That that it would be me disciplining myself. And I know you're all going to laugh at this, but disciplining myself to have fun. Like no one in my close circle would describe me as playful. Like absolutely not. But that is an important part. Uh, that's an important discipline for me to engage in if I'm experiencing sort of the angst of a one. Yeah. I I mean, I remember even like staff retreats or activities where especially you get the threes out and my man, everybody's really competitive. Oh yeah. And, 
and they they're in it to win it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're like, I I don't need to win. I'm just doing it just uh, just to uh, just to be a part of the team. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, it just sounds uh, horrible, maybe, but I do it because it's the right thing. I, I'm, like if I'm <laughs> I'm if I'm on a team, that means I have to do what the team is doing. And if that means we're playing, what was that um, that football? bowling oh, thing yeah. that we did falling yeah falling like that's uh that like i'm just all right i'm gonna do it like <laughs> i'm gonna do it because it's the right thing to do yeah. um, but those types of disciplines uh are like i know that they're necessary i know that that it's um that it grows me in a way yeah. so yeah and i think the other thing too is becoming more spontaneous you know, you're accessing the best part of the seven so that you, you, you see playfulness and responsibility as not mutually exclusive, yeah. but they can actually come together um, and be part of one thing. I, I, I think I believe you in theory, Sung. Theoretically, <laughs> I'm like, that must be true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, you know, what? It, 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 like if we talk relationally. I mean, and part of it is that my wife is a seven, right. but being able to do that allows me to relate to her in a way that yeah. she finds to be incredibly valuable. You know, like I remember one time she, she, she still tries to surprise me for my birthday. And I'm like, look, I know that as a seven, a surprise <laughs> is the best thing you could imagine. As a one, a surprise just fills me with terror and then quickly followed by anger. So it's <laughs> like, like I forget what was going on. It was my birthday and she's like, I had this great plan. She's like, get in the car. I'm not telling you where we're going. And I immediately was like fighting just a crap mood. But if I could have just relaxed into that and enjoyed it, she had she was really trying to love me, you know? So, I mean, I don't want this all to be about my problems, but <laughs> all that to say, what you're saying rings true in my own life. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah so y we could see how being a one, you could disintegrate into the, into the worst of the seven yeah. and the best of the seven. Yeah. Now, now let's go to the other line for a one, which is the four, which, you know, the 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 worst part of the four we talked about, but some of the best parts of the four is fours love and need deep connections. Mm -hmm. And so for a, a one to become healthy, instead of making, trying to fix the world, they will stop enough to develop deep connections with people and, and connect with people in a non-judgmental way. Yeah. I mean, again, then we don't have to talk, <coughs> we don't have to talk me about me anymore after this, but I will say that I actually had a season in my life where I, maybe I've, maybe I've talked about this uh, earlier in the podcast, but I had a friend of mine who was a great friend. Like I could objectively tell, like this guy knows how to be a friend to people. And I just started asking myself, what would Mike do? Like in this situation, I don't know what to do. I feel like, but what would Mike do? And that was my, that was sort of my like line for developing connections. I didn't have, I didn't have deep friends for much of my life. I still very rarely feel the need for it right. outside of, you know, one or two people. But I did have to discipline myself sort of objectively yeah. to do things that I think a friend would do. Yeah. So, I mean, that rings true as well. And this part, uh, we're going to keep talking about you, but uh, accessing the four means actually tapping into and sharing feelings, which is what fours do. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and because fours are so driven by uh, intense desire, mm -hmm. like moving from should, which is a one trait, to a want. Yeah. 
Yeah. That enables you to unleash a sense of spontaneity. And again, this is accessing the seven uh, uh, and fun and spontaneity and, and just a, a, a fresh release of energy. Well, and ones do feel things very, very deeply. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the that's one of the hallmarks of a one. It's just it all stays inside. Mm. It tends to all stay inside. So accessing a four that communicates feelings and puts them out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how, n- there's nobody that would say, no, man, keeping all your intense feelings deep down inside <laughs> in a little ball is the best choice. No one would ever say that. But for a one, that's exactly the natural sort of default. Like, I'm feeling this so strongly, I've just got to shove it down harder. Mm. It doesn't help being Irish and German no, man, and whatever, No, right? absolutely not. Yeah. We are. I mean, the Irish helps a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but the Germans, man, we are not an. That's ex- right. We are not an expressive people. The Irish, you just drink beer and let <laughs> that's it out. Right. <laughs> that's right. We're gonna cry and sing sad songs. <laughs> so, um, moving to the eight, um, the lines for an eight. Again, I would encourage you to look at the visual so you know that it, what we're talking about. But uh, the lines go to a five and a two. And for me, one of these lines is super easy, and this is something I've learned over the last 10 years. The other side, oh, it is like death for mm. me. I feel like I should guess, but, I, but, yeah. I'm, but I'm afraid I'm going to guess wrong. Go ahead. Well, okay, from, from the way that you've described your home life, I would say that you access the two side very easily in your home life. But I can tell from your expression you were going to say the opposite. Yeah, well, I think you're right in the sense that I do access my two side very easily at home. Yeah. But again, like going back to the eight, there's a difference between home and the world. Yeah, But in terms of just, uh, I would say just personal and interpersonal discipline, Mm. the two, which is the considerate helper, means that the eight, to to become healthier as an eight, you... uh, the the call is to acknowledge the best in others. Hmm. Eights are just inherently critical. Yeah, and so um, being a two, meaning you're inviting, you're embracing. There, there's a there's a practice of giving. Yeah, uh, that's. <laughs> so can I just say that like it's it's alarming for me to realize that for you who are an eight and me who are a one like one of the main ways we interact with other people is critical. <laughs> I feel bad for like everyone who has ever worked at Grace or worked uh, with the two of us. That's just like criticism is just like the water we swim in. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. There's a couple Sorry, of you Amy, that I there's Christy, a cu- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jacob. There's a couple of you that I could name who I know that we've injured that way, but but yeah, I, I, I see that. I see how how that how different that is from the natural tendency of an eight. Yeah, and, and then the other thing too is because eights kind of like ones um, hide their emotions because it feels weak. Mm. One of the things that eights need to lean into. See how I, I said eights need to, not I. Yeah, right. You've already got this covered, <laughs> thankfully. They need to allow their hearts to show up, mm-hmm. which is scary for eights. But when other people see it, and in my head, it's like I know that when I show vulnerability, it actually softens people up in yeah. terms of re- relationally and just helps connect. But uh, again, whatever it is, it's, it's just it's so hard. Yeah. And it's not so much about being vulnerable, tell, telling people about, about my life or my struggles, but emotions, like what I called squishy feelings. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. hard. So what are the what are the um, what are the negative tendencies of a two that an eight might experience <laughs> as a line? Yeah. So uh, twos, um, 
the the shadow side is they can be very manipulative okay. and pragmatic. So, mm-hmm. like if you remember the two episode, there were uh, I think it was Christine said, "Yeah, I, I I when I first read manipulative, I thought, no, that's not me. I'm very generous." A- a- and then just the realization, oh oh no, I give because in order to in order to to, to get yeah. And so eights have their own way, you know. And again, it's easy for eights to kind of go to the bad side of the two because controlling. Manipulate out yeah, of those an are, eight. Man, those are they're part they're partners in bed. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you fuel those two things together, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you're 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 missing the acknowledging the best in others, showing heart, and all you're getting is control, yeah. manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah We're talking about other eights again, yeah, just yeah, to be yeah, clear. Yeah. Thankfully, sounds terrible. You eights out there. <laughs> <laughs> Apologize right now. So outside my family, that that is the part that I still am working on. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I said this during the eight episode too, but I like you when you have to discipline yourself to play. Yeah. I like sometimes encouragement comes out of uh, some of our staff and our pastors so easily because mm-hmm. they have that two wing or something. Yeah. And I just look at them and there's just, just a sense of admiration. Yeah. Like John. Yeah. John is like the most oh encouraging person I've Bartimus. ever met. Yeah. yeah. And for me, I, I like not all the time, but there are many times I'm like, I have to sit there and go, okay, I, I, I have to say this. And it's a discipline and um, it, it's genuine, mm. but it's just so hard to get that squishy yeah. emotion out. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, John is the location pastor in Ann Arbor. And he is, uh, he is, he's like the most encouraging person ever. I, I don't think we've ever had a conversation where he, there hasn't at some point him just being like super affirming and not in yeah. like a, not in like a disingenuous way at all. It's like, right. he's really like thought about it. it yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, and he's the type literally, uh, I don't know that he's done this, but maybe he has, but who, who would fire you and then you would feel leaving great about yourself. Mm. Right. Yeah. I could see it. <laughs> I could see it. So let's, what is the other wing for, uh, or another line, sorry? Five. Okay. So uh, that's the quiet specialist, the observer. And this is something that early on in, in the church, I, I just did not practice, but ha- have since. But the best side of the five is instead of being action-oriented, they find time to withdraw and to reflect and to replenish their energies yeah. and to conserve their energy, right? Like eights have bound this energy, but to say, no, no, I'm going to take time to be alone. I'm going to reflect. I'm going to honor my body mm. and my mind, let it slow down. A- and that's the part, again, even during the first season when we talked about seasons and practices, uh, again, that, that's the part that I've really learned to embrace. Yeah. And, and now I just need to be more kind. Yeah, because in the, because in the early days, again, like you, you weren't getting enough sleep in the early no. days of grace. You, you like almost disciplined yourself the opposite yeah, way exactly. to limit your sleep. And, yeah. you know, so, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so that's the one eight. Like, what what other numbers should we talk yeah, about? Yeah, so what did we talk about last episode? We talked about the three uh, threes and the nine. Yeah, so can we pick something like a five or a six and talk about wh- where their lines are? Yeah, let's say. Do you have any fives in your house? No, no I mean, who, in Aaron, who we uh, who we okay. talked to, <coughs> was yep. a, was in our house, but he's he's not. Okay, so this is for Aaron okay. and my wife, Amy. Oh, that's right. You, <laughs> Amy's a five. Nice. So their lines go to seven and eight. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, as, so this will make sense. If you remember Aaron, you know, he, 
he likes privacy. He yeah. likes alone time. Yeah. He doesn't like being invasive because he doesn't want to be invaded upon. And so one of the things that one of the disciplines and practices for an ape in accessing their line, uh, uh, I'm sorry, as a five accessing their line as an eight means that uh, they are more decisive mm. and they actually assert yeah. their thoughts and opinions rather than being wait, rather than waiting to be asked about their opinions. Um, they're, they're comfortable just sharing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, Fives never have to worry about being the jerk, right? Right. It's gonna feel like it to them, like I'm being so uh, obnoxious, and uh, it's just all about no five. Like it, that won't happen unless and I can see this. If a five is accessing the unhealthy side of an eight, you'd get someone who, I guess, for me, probably ends up feeling like the know-it-all yes. or kind of like the, uh, yeah, and so, doesn't stop talking. Yeah, yeah, sort of like your typical like. Uh, you know, always has to, always has, has to have the last word and is, you know, yeah. Yeah. Or if you know people who know a lot about everything yeah, and they just tell you ad nauseum and, and you're just, you're giving them all the body language signs of like, Hey, I don't care, mm. but they're just forcing it on you. Yeah. That's, that's them accessing the unhealthy eight. Okay. The other side though, as a five, uh, just accessing your seven means you're becoming more spontaneous. You're, you're learning to be free and and instead of trying to analyze anything, everything, you're just you're letting go of the need to analyze and and to research, and you're just leaning in yeah, into the unknown, being in the moment a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what is it? What is an unhealthy seven? So the unhealthy seven again would be distracted. They have a deep sense of FOMO, mm. right? And so it's interesting. Yeah, so it's interesting because. I've heard that from other fives too. Like, I'm not a seven, but I feel so much FOMO. Yeah. Oh yeah that, that's a sign that you're, that's your unhealthy seven okay. side coming out. Yeah. So that's really, that's really interesting. That's really, I'm, I'm just thinking about the last two years with Aaron. I it shouldn't be, I shouldn't make it the entire example, <laughs> but I'm just like, Oh, I wonder, I mean, and uh, th- there are just some of those things that I know that I, that I absolutely did see both positive and negative. I mean, we, we started walking regularly, uh, semi-regularly I th- I, um, towards the end of his time there. And one of the things that he said was, you know, I was kind of hoping that this would be more of our relationship over the past two years, you and I taking time just to like walk and talk together. But he never said anything. Uh-huh. And so he was stepping into his eight, sort of like putting himself out yeah. there and saying like, hey, this is something I want. Will you do this? And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. But the first part of his time there was him sort of living into uh, you know, not being assertive at right. all. So right. I, it, I'm just thinking of examples. Yeah, and the natural instinct for a five is to conserve energy. Mm-hmm. So, and he said that himself too. During COVID, he was in a place of isolation and yeah. unhealth, and it was the, the need to conserve energy. Yeah. And him stepping out of that was saying, because it will take energy out of him to go on walks with you as much as he likes you and yeah values that relationship yep. it does take energy but for him to say to take the initiative and say hey i was hoping that this would be more of a regular rhythm yeah that's a huge step yeah that's good that's good so can we do one more yeah uh we haven't talked about sixes very much oh, we've, we've hit we've hit a lot of other numbers but we haven't really touched on sixes in the past couple episodes yeah so sixes they are the uh loyal skeptic the um they're, they're the ones that just are very security focused and um, who was it? it was Jacob 
Yep. Right, that we interviewed. Our videographer. Yeah, it was great because it's like, what do you think about this? I'm not sure. Yeah. You know? He, you know what it's, I mean, he will still do this. I asked him a question like two weeks ago. Sorry, Jake, I'm throwing you under the bus <laughs> here, buddy. I asked him for something that I knew was like well within his ability to do. I'm like, hey, can you just like put these two things together? And he was like... I don't know, man. I, I can certainly, I, I'll give him my best. I'm not making any promises, but I'll certainly try. <laughs> and in my mind, I was like, I, you've done things way more complicated than this. I don't know what I'm doing. So maybe it's, maybe it's more difficult, but sure enough, like 10 minutes later, he's like, oh yeah, dude, it was no problem. I don't know why. I don't know why I was concerned. <laughs> <laughs> he's just being very sick. Yeah. Right. And so there's uns- the, their fear of the unknown and uncertainty yeah. is what rocks them. And so for a six, uh, their lines go to a nine and a three. So I want to start off with a three because I think this kind of speaks to that part because mm. when when a six accesses their three, instead of being feeling uncertain and ambiguous about everything, they focus on results. They, they can get it done. Yeah. And so it, it, it is in, in a complex world of risk and uncertainty, instead of being filled with fear, they, they will take action. Yeah. So that's a six tapping into the three. And this is the other thing that, like threes, in a good, good and bad ways, but I'm going to talk about the good ways. They, uh, for a six that accesses their three, they will take credit for the contributions they've made. Hmm. And if you know Jacob, he, he just thinks, oh, no, no, I didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, everybody else did all this. Like, yeah. I just was blah, 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 blah. He always downplays his own. Yeah. yeah, and so in a good way, t- taking credit for, or, or actually receiving yeah. credit. Yeah. For the work that you've done, mm. like, a, like a three would do. So th- that's a six accessing their three line. Yeah. The other side of a nine, which, again, I don't know, but I would imagine Jake really accesses this well. I see this in the office uh, a lot, too, is the nine, which means uh, instead of being stuck in paralysis of analysis and uncertainty, you just go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah, and he does that. I mean, he's like the first couple months here. I, I, he was like the sure no problem guy. It didn't matter what I asked him. He'd be like, yeah, sure, no problem. Like he would just always roll with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that that's how a six would show up when they access their nine line. And what is the what's the negative of, of a three that we might see in an unhealthy six? I mean, a, a three. They're very you know the unhealthy side could be driven to the point of unhealth or even um, like egocentrism. Okay. Okay. So, you know, one of the things that I, uh, while we just have a couple minutes that I, that I is that I want to ask generally is that if we talk about the last episode, which is wings, and we talk about this episode, which is lines, and then we're going to talk about subtypes and tri types, mm-hmm. but the tri types is the one that I think is most interesting to me. It is. In some ways the the healthier you are, the more of the spectrum you access. Yes. Is that, is that, am I right? I mean, it feels yes. like that's the direction we're going. Yes, because, and people have said this. So actually if I'm a healthier too, then, then I, in one sense, I don't lose my personality, but all the rough edges of a two kind of mm. get blended in because now I can access all these other things, my wings, my lines, and it's understanding, uh, again, future episodes, subtypes and tri-types. I can access these things. And instead of reacting or complying in a negative way, I can actually choose to respond in an alternative, healthier way. 
That's one of the, again, that's one of the things that I love about the Enneagram is that it's not like a box, like this is who you are. Right. It's more saying this is, this is your sort of tendencies. These are some of your drivers, but it is a primarily focused on growth. Yeah. And on that front, that's where for me, it really begins to blend with our focus on discipleship right. and increased righteousness that in many ways, the the things that go wrong in a number are our tendencies to sin, right. you know, like my, te- you know, let's call it, uh, you know, uh, a three's tendency to lie to themselves and others. That's sinful, right? Mm-hmm. And as they access other numbers, they're actually growing in righteousness and right. able to act as God would want them to act in lots of other areas. And, uh, you know, thinking again about a five who is tend to be inward focused as they get healthier and they're accessing a seven and eight, those are outward sort of focused and outward facing numbers. Suddenly all of the, all of the gifts that they have that maybe they would want to keep in selfishly, which we would also probably describe as sinful. Suddenly they're able to give those to the world in the same way that Jesus gave himself to others. Mm -hmm. So I I can just see how all of this begins to blend into not just a personality sort of analysis, but really sort of a growth and discipleship uh, opportunity as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's where, again, some authors will talk about each type's vice and how it's transformed into a virtue. Yeah. So instead of gluttony, it's, you know, or envy or whatever. It's the other side. There's, there's virtue that is cultivated. Yeah. And we didn't talk about it much in the last episode. I was, I was thinking about this as we were getting started, starting to do this one, but, but really that is the foundation upon which we're, we're building, which is that this is a tool to help us become not just a better expression of ourselves, but not just the greatest eight in the world, but to really be, who is it that God has created me to be right where does he want me to grow where does he want me to give away where does he want me to receive and this is just this is it's not it's not the tool but it's an a tool. it's a tool to help us be aware of that and sort of access those parts of who god is yeah and i think the the thing that i hear over and over again is this tool helped articulate in words things that i felt mm-hmm. and so sometimes when you read your type or the areas of growth, there's a instant sense of resonance going, yes, that's yeah. it. And then, and then to be able to say, now I have words uh, and a specific target for how I should grow more like Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. So what, uh, what's the next episode going to be about song? Uh, we're going to talk about subtypes, which is a uh, the, I mean, now we're starting to go into the deep end okay. of the pool. So okay. yeah, hold on to your horses and it's going to be fun. And subtypes are different than lines or wings, right? Yes. They're not number specific nope. necessarily, b- yeah. besides your core number. Yes. Oh man. All right, guys, deep <laughs> into the pool. Hope you join us next uh, week for another exciting episode of Rhythms of Grace.